You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody. It's Matt Derry. It's Locked On Lions. We played it on a Wednesday, December the 8th, and a Thursday, December the 9th on the Locked On Podcast. Network Lions and Denver Broncos coming up Sunday at 4.05. From Denver, a road game, an opportunity for the Lions to win back-to-back games. We'll get into a little Lions and Broncos today. Get you the crossover tomorrow with Cody and Sarah, the two hosts of the Locked On Broncos a podcast. Today's show is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL and the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Coming up on the show, uh, Lions are sick. They are sick and didn't even practice today. There's the flu bu- a flu bug running around the team. I'll explain coming up. Also, the quarterback matchup. The Lions actually have, I think, the better quarterback this weekend. Despite what Dan Campbell says about Teddy Bridgewater. We'll get into that coming up momentarily as well. And... The Lions have a former Bronco on the team. Do you even know he's on the team? (laughs) Uh, That coming up on the show and uh, much, much more on this very edition, Wednesday edition of Lockdown Lions. If you missed yesterday's show, we talked to Chris Burke from TheAthletic.com, and uh, Chris does a heck of a job covering the team. I say it all the time. I think the Lions beat writers are really, really good, and Chris was great. So go back and listen to uh, the past episode. If you're new to the show, uh, find us at LockdownLions.com or any of those other platforms. Make us your first listen. We thank you uh, for making us your first listen each and every day on this podcast. You guys know me. I've been around here a long time. I've been doing the show since 2016. I'm one of the OGs on the uh, network, the originals that have been doing this uh, podcast since uh, the network started in 2016. We've had our highs and lows, and this week's been nice. It's been nice to talk about a win. It's been nice to go back and not talk about a winless season and could they go 16-1 and will they fire Dan Campbell? I said it Monday and I even said it yesterday a little bit with Chris. Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. He's going to be here for a while. And getting that first win, now you look up and say, all right, can they get some momentum going? Can they do it again? Denver is no world beater. Is it tough to win at mile high? Sure. It's never easy. A couple of weeks ago, the Broncos uh, hosted the Chargers and – And destroyed them. And their defense is opportunistic. But with Bridgewater, kind of a young, uh, youngish offensive line, um, and the way he's been playing lately, I think the Lions have a shot um, coming up on Sunday. First and foremost, um, so Dan Campbell announced today there's a flu bug running through the team. He thinks it's at the back end, meaning that a lot of the players that were sick, Panay Sewell was sick at the end of last week, ended up playing Sunday. Jared Goff said today he was sick Sunday, was not 100%, didn't feel well Monday, but feels better uh, today and yesterday. So a lot of guys are out. A lot of guys didn't even uh, come to work today. They're, They're 
trying to separate the offense from the defense. They had a walkthrough only today for the guys that were able to be in Allen Park. The rest are at home. And by the time we are recording this right now, I've not seen an injury report yet, but we've got a lot of guys that are sick. So hopefully, again, it's just a flu bug. Evan Brown is the one guy right now on the COVID list. But the rest of these guys sound like it's just a virus and a flu going through the team. Uh, how that will affect things on Sunday? Well, I mean, the one place there's, you know, says somebody that covered the Pistons for many years. Uh, I used to talk to Arnie Kander all the time, the strength and conditioning coach, and he used to say, you never wanted to take sick players to Denver or Utah for road games because of the, the thin air and the elevation and all this stuff. And so, lo and behold, of course, the NFL doesn't have a team in Salt Lake City or Utah. But here's the one place where you probably don't want to take sick players or you're going to have trouble with oxygen is Denver to play in that thin air on Sunday. But this is the way the schedule uh, is. And coming up on Sunday, it'll be the Lions and the 6-6 six and six Denver Broncos. But uh, hopefully everybody's healthy by the end of the week. And hopefully by tomorrow here on Thursday, uh, the team can practice and actually go through a practice. Today was just a walkthrough. And they're just trying to keep guys healthy. And they think, as Dan Campbell said earlier today, uh, they are on the back end of this uh, of sickness situation. Good news is there's a little momentum right now. DeAndre Swift, they said, is improving with the shoulder. I don't think he's going to play Sunday yet. But at least now that one win is out of the way. And the team's fought. They've fought hard over the last few weeks. I mean, go back to Halloween Day. When the team got embarrassed by the Eagles, they looked bad in that game, had the bye week, but since ultra-competitive in their tie against the Steelers, probably should have beaten the Browns, ultra-competitive in that game and, and, and played pretty well, should have beaten the Bears on Thanksgiving, no excuse for not winning that game, and we're right there until the end, of course. And then this past week, getting the win uh, against the Vikings in a game that they had to have. And quite honestly, you know, at least... Like I said, quieting the talk of 0-16-1 and, 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 and everything else. One of the big reasons why the Lions won um, on Sunday was the play of Jared Goff. And today, Jared Goff was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Three touchdowns, including the game winner to Amon Ross St. Brown as time expired. Threw for 297 yards. And... Jared Goff was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That happened one time for Matthew Stafford, by the way. One. And Jared Goff's already done it in his first year with the Lions. What does this mean? Can he, you know, is, is can this be some momentum moving forward? I want to get into that and talk about, you know, dive into some stats on Goff. And we'll do that uh, coming up next. Uh, first, I mentioned before, Super Bowl 56. At SoFi in L.A., it's less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner in the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring, featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on location, exp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. And, hey, we got college basketball going. We got NFL. We got Thursday games. We got 
college football bowls coming up. You want to put some money down, the place to do it is Bet Online. They got you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march toward the playoffs here in the NFL and, of course, in college. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. It's simple. You go to betonline.ag, check out the updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, they got it all. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all your favorite sports, bet online where the game starts. All right, so Jared Goff, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I was a little surprised because he did throw a terrible interception in the fourth quarter, throwing the ball into triple coverage uh, to TJ Hawkinson. He also fumbled on that fourth and one, giving the Vikings the ball in excellent field position. And, of course, they responded with a touchdown. But yet Goff led a 75-yard drive to end the game. And it had me thinking, all right, number one, I don't like Jared Goff as a player. I don't think he's good. I think they've got to move on. I don't think they're going to necessarily move on. That's number one because of his contract. And also, there's no other quarterbacks on this roster, and there's no guarantee they're going to like any of the quarterbacks in this draft. There's not a clear-cut number one quarterback that you take number one. You know, Kenny Pickett at Pitt, everybody loves him. He's about to bow out of the Peach Bowl and not even play against Michigan State. You know, I know he's going to New York for the Heisman thing, which I think is a joke, but he's not somebody that you're going, oh, my gosh, we have the number one pick, we have the number two pick, the number three pick, depending on if the Lions winning more games and Houston and Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah. No. There's no guarantee he's the guy. There's no guarantee Malik Willis is the guy or um, uh, the kid from Cincinnati, any of these quarterbacks. This is not a great quarterback, Desmond Ritter. It's not a great quarterback crop here coming out this year. Carson Strong, okay. So I was thinking, Jared Goff, after this week, is getting lauded. He's getting some props. Where does he stand as far as passer rating? If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I view passer rating as the most important metric for quarterbacks. All right, Kyler Murray is number one in the NFL with a 112 Point two passer rating. That's the grade you get every week. And his average is 112. That's pretty damn good. And if you look at the top five guys in the NFL for passer rating, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It's a pretty good group. It's a really good group. And also in the top 10, Russell Wilson, Dak, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those are excellent quarterbacks. And you're scrolling down the list, and you're like, where's Jared Goff? Jared Goff is 22. 22. He is at an 88.1. His grade is actually, his pass rating is actually higher than Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. All right, and it's Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's terrible. So, you know, I just, I, I can't get past the turnovers and the issues that Jared Goff has had this year holding on to the football. He's got 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So it's not 
it, it, some of this too is remember he missed a game due to injury, and also the Lions don't throw the ball that much. But I'm starting to think, could there be some momentum right now on Jared Goff's side? Thanksgiving Day, we saw him thread the needle and hit some receivers, and you went, whoa, an actual downfield pass. The Josh Reynolds uh, um, uh, deep ball, the, the post to Reynolds in, in, in on Thanksgiving. This past week, play action, hitting TJ Hawkinson for a touchdown, hitting Brock Wright for a touchdown. The last play, they had to throw. But at least we've seen some downhill plays lately from and downfield plays lately from Jared Goff. Who would I rather have this Sunday? If I could pick my quarterback between Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater, who, oh, by the way, has a pass rating of 95 and is 16th in the league, 16 touchdowns, 7 picks. I've watched Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think Jared Goff is better. I think Teddy Bridgewater wearing the gloves, and I know he moves better than Goff. He's more elusive. He's better outside the pocket. But, my goodness, Jared, uh, Teddy Bridgewater isn't good. He's not a good quarterback. How many teams has this guy played on? Teddy Bridgewater has started 12 games this year. He's thrown for 2,775 yards. Jared Goff has thrown for 2,576 yards. And literally for three weeks, the Lions weren't throwing the ball downfield at all. So he's not that far behind Bridgewater. And, oh, by the way, does Jared Goff have Cortland Sutton? Noah Fant, um, and any of these uh, receivers that that Teddy Bridgewater has, Fant's a very good tight end. You know, Sutton's a pretty darn good wide receiver. Um, and, and and you look at, you know, you look at what the Broncos bring as far as as some of the talent around him, Javante Williams is a guy that can really carry the load. Ran for 102 yards the other day. Lions don't have a guy like that. Do Lions have Jerry Judy? Tim Patrick? No. They don't have anybody like that. Patrick just signed a new deal. Sutton's got a deal. Jerry Judy, highly ranked wide receiver and rated wide receiver coming out of Alabama. Jared Goff's throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a fourth-round pick, and guys off the street, basically. Josh Reynolds was... Looking for a team a couple of weeks ago. Now, Dan Campbell lauding, lauded Teddy Jam for me Bridgewater earlier today because if you recall, Teddy Bridgewater played for Dan Campbell in New Orleans. But see, here's the thing about Teddy, and I'm not saying that Jared Goff is some great shakes, but has Jared Goff played for four teams in five years? Bridgewater has. Remember, 2017 in Minnesota, 2018 New Orleans, 2019 New Orleans, 2020 Carolina, before they dumped him for Sam Darnold, and this year Denver. Dan Campbell likes him. Take a listen to this, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. He made everybody around him better. So um, he was the guy that that uh, on Saturdays would pull all the young guys out. You know, he was our backup quarterback, so he would take all the young guys, all the practice squad guys, any of the backups, and he would take them out and go through the whole game plan with them and run, run the routes, talk through them, talk to them, tell them what he wanted, everything. And so not only is he going through the game plan himself to prepare, he's he's making these young guys grow. He's developing 
these young guys. And uh, he was ultra competitive on practice squad. Our defense hated him. Um, they had friendly wagers on who would connect, who wouldn't, you know, who would score, who wouldn't. And uh, it was very competitive. But he made everybody around him better. That, to me, that's that's a sign of a winner. There's some high praise for uh, Teddy Bridgewater from uh, Dan Campbell, who was with him in 2018 and 2019 in New Orleans. In New Orleans, Bridgewater played in 14 games in two years um, as the backup for Drew Brees. In 2018, he had a pass rating of 70.6 and had one touchdown and one pick. And then in 2019, he played in nine games and had a pass rating of 99.1 with nine touchdowns and just two interceptions. It got him the gig in Carolina. And then last year, he threw 11 interceptions to just 15 touchdowns. And his pass rating went down seven points from 99.1 to 92.1. And now he's found a home in Denver. I just don't think he's very good. I'm not sold on him. Doesn't throw the ball downfield. It's a lot of dink and dunk. And yes, while Dan Campbell speaks very highly of him and says he was great in the locker room and with the young players, I think the Lions with a game plan and Aaron Glenn defensively can do some things to limit what Denver does offensively. And we'll talk about it more tomorrow with the guys from Locked on Broncos. Speaking of the Broncos, a former Bronco is on the Lions, and do you even know he's there? I'll explain coming up next. Built Bar, baby, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, with our friends at Built Bar. So many great flavors. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. It's up to you, but they are all so good. I love the coconut brownie chunk as well that you can get at Built.com. It's the holiday season. People are passionate about their favorite flavors. So don't fight over things at Christmas Talking about Built Bars. Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings, baby. So good. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. Light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They are fantastic. Here's what you need to do. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. At built.com. All right, so if you recall, back in September, right before the season, the Lions were in desperate need of a wide receiver. And they traded a fifth round pick and a seventh round pick this coming season to the Denver Broncos for Trinity Benson and a 2023 sixth round pick. Benson was the preseason hotness in Denver. They loved him. But remember, the Broncos are loaded with wide receivers. We just talked about it. So it was like, well, what do we do with Trinity Benson? The Lions bit, traded for him, and he's barely on the team. Seriously, like number 17, you forget Trinity Benson even plays on the team. You look at his stats and you go, All right, what's he done? No catches the last three weeks. He has caught eight passes this season for 72 yards in the seven games he's played. Some he's been a healthy scratch, some he's been hurt. And he's only been targeted 18 times this season. 
So the Lions spent a fifth-round pick that they're not going to get back. Seventh-round pick, whatever. And even with Tyrell Williams out, Quintez Cephas out, they've needed Trinity Benson to step up and show us something. And quite honestly, I forgot he was even on the team. If there's a way this weekend that he wants to pay back his former team, let's see it. Because Bronco fans love this guy in the preseason. He lit it up in Denver. And the Bronco fans were like, how do we trade this guy? He was so good in the preseason. Well, regular season with the Lions, he's his longest catch was a 24-yarder against the Packers in Week 2. So... I just wanted to remind you that, yes, Trinity Benson, number 17, is on the team. (laughs) Will we see him this Sunday? Hope so. If anybody knows the Broncos and knows their defensive backs going up against them in practice, like Patrick Sertan and those guys, it's Benson. I just forgot he was on the team. So hopefully maybe a a breakout game this Sunday for uh, number 17. All right, tomorrow, Locked On Broncos crossover. With uh, Cody and with Sarah, the guys that uh, co-host that show, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lines.